select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPileVn on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Beautiful Friday here. One week away, ten or nine, ten days away from the NFL season. Uh, very exciting times, you know, for the Jets, for football fans in general. College football, you know, kind of really came back last night. You know, Ohio State, Minnesota, some really great players. If you want to look forward to the 2022 draft, but um, you know, overall, obviously, going to get into some season preview stuff on today's episode. Um, it's a solo pod today, and then you know, we'll have Alan Hahn, Joe Caparoso joining me on Tuesday. Um, some kind of special guest uh, for that Friday edition before the season kicks off. And then we'll be doing a live pod, um, you know, from the MetLife parking lot. I mean, uh, you know, Sunday morning, we might be having a pod and then, you know, pretty exciting. Um, you'll see some guests coming up, but we'll have a live pod uh, from the MetLife parking lot for the home opener um, against the New England Patriots. So kind of some house cleaning stuff in terms of um, transactions that happen across the NFL that kind of affects the, you know, affects the Jets. Cam Newton uh, was released, um, you know, just a couple of days ago, obviously didn't really touch on this in the last pod, but um, you know, Matt Jones named the starter in New England, which obviously is big news for Jets fans. Um, you know, you'll get to see Matt Jones versus Zach Wilson, uh, you know, week two. Cam, you know, played decently. Matt Jones went out, won the job. And in addition to that, obviously, um, you know, the, the vaccination stuff with Cam was a big deal. I think the Patriots couldn't afford to risk having their backup quarterback be unvaccinated. Um, and that's not to be political. That's just, you know, kind of what's you know, been thrown out there is, you know, between, you know, the, the in-game, like for him being on the roster, day one guarantees, in addition to the vaccine, in addition to um, Mac Jones being the starter, just, you know, let, let Cam walk. So pretty crazy kind of scenario, um, you know, Cam Newton winning an MVP five, six years ago, and now, you know, age 32. And we'll see, you know, we'll see where he ends up, um, you know, after that. Um, you know, again, we mentioned in the last, you know, pod, the Jets acquiring Shaq Lawson, the Jets, uh, you know, get trading Chris Herndon, the other move that was made um, from a Jets perspective, the two ones that kind of stood out to me, bless Austin cut, um, it, you know, there was some rumors floated, Mike Garofalo reported that the Jets were looking to move him, uh, you know, we're not able to get anything of value, uh, and I, I'm not really sure where I kind of stand on the bless Austin cut because from one aspect bless struggled a lot um in 2020 and you know was okay during camp at best um for being kind and so you know the jets probably i could see the jets looking to move on and just wanting to play all these young corners not the bless is not young he's 25 obviously three-year vet but you know they they just took a bunch of flyers on guys like pinnock eccles michael carter you know in addition um you have to guys like bryce hall uh so you know at the end of the day, it's okay. They they let let Bless go. Um, I wouldn't have minded seeing them keep him um, and on the roster and let him start day one, and then you know kind of work the younger guys in there. Um, if Bless struggles, and if not, maybe he could have you know performed decently. You never know. Uh, so that that was a little bit weird for me. But at the end of the day, it's not you know not the biggest news. They also cut uh, third round pick from twenty twenty Jabari Zuniga. He ended up getting re-signed uh, last night to practice squad. That those mid-round picks from the 2020 draft are just not – they're not looking great. Um, Ashton Davis on short-term IR. 
something that's, you know, kind of to be expected, I guess, in a sense, he, he hasn't practiced and didn't go through OTAs. I think the Jets weren't willing to risk and throw him out there and kind of carry his roster spot for two weeks or the first two, three weeks. So he'll return against the, I think it's either Tennessee or Atlanta, depending upon how he comes back. He'll be fine long-term. I think I'm still very high on him. I'm still high on Denzel Mims long-term to be a, you know, a piece of this roster. I don't know if I'm as high on him long-term about being in a wide receiver two, maybe he's wide receiver three, but that's kind of semantics at that point. It's all about, you know, I think Mims will last in this roster long-term. I think Ashton Davis does. I think Bryce Hall does. Brady Mann, who was not good last year. And I'm not sure why we, you know, as Jets fans really stay on our punter, but, you know, he'll last long-term because he is their punter. And then obviously Beckton. Um, so the draft is not a disaster as a whole, but the Morgan pick signing with Carolina's practice squad pretty clearly try to get intel on the Jets. Um, you know, it's pretty funny that the Panthers have made a kind of habit here of, you know, they have a ton of former Jets. Uh, you know, obviously Sam Darnold, they Frankie Luvu, um, you know, Trent Cannon, <laughs> Robbie Anderson. It's, it's, uh, it's very interesting to say at least Pat Fline, I believe as well. So, um, just a, that's a it's a funny one there, but yeah, it's it's disappointing. The Geneva pick, Piron's on the roster. You know, this year we'll see that long term. He's kind of RB four right now, RB three, RB four, depending upon how you view it. Um, you know, Mims has got to work out. You got to get some information, Davis, because obviously the Morgan picks a, a huge blunder. Um, you know, off the roster already, Zuniga basically off the roster already. So. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Um, you know, kind of we'll get into, you know, get into some offensive preview here for this episode. I'm going to break down each position group just to give you a little bit of kind of uh, best case scenario, worst case scenario, and uh, just give you the depth chart overall. And, you know, we'll kind of go from there. All right. We'll, we'll start with the, uh, we'll start with the offense here. Quarterback, <clears throat> quarterback, pretty obvious in terms of the depth chart, Zach Wilson and Mike White, Josh Johnson fills out the roster on the practice squad. Uh, you know, for, for Wilson overall, I think this season and the Jets season overall will be very heavily relied upon. If Zach Wilson's the guy, if Jets fans, if evaluators, if coaching staff, you know, front office executives leave their season going, the Jets have their franchise quarterback, similar to the way that the Chargers feel. I'm not saying that Zach Wilson has to have a Justin Herbert type year. Um, even the Bengals, the way they feel with Joe Burrow, whether you're as high on Joe Burrow or not, um, you know, coming off the injury, people really liked what they saw from him. You look at a, the way, you know, rookie year Lamar, rookie year Baker, um, guys like that, that really stand out, that establish themselves, we have our guy. The Jets season is a success. I mean, I, I know it's maybe disheartening from a certain perspective. Of, I want to see wins this year, and trust me, I, I have my own frustrations with that as well and being patient, but the Jets have their franchise guy, and they're able to develop some of these younger guys, as we'll get to. They're going into 2022 with an established core. They've rebuilt the culture with Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. They've kind of shed the, they've trimmed the fat, for lack of a better term, on the roster. And then having the quarterback, the most important position in all of pro sports, the Jets finally have that guy. Oh, and by the way, $75 million in cap space and four uh, top 45 picks likely, um, you know, six or seven, I think, in the top 120. The Jets will be in really good shape if Zach Wilson's the guy. So that's that's the key to the season. Um, you know, best case scenario is the Justin Herbert Baker Mayfield rookie year, in my opinion. Um, you know, 3,700, 4,000 yards, 25, 30 touchdowns, eight to t- eight to 12 picks. You know, ideally, 
you know, maybe three, four rushing touchdowns. He pulls a couple of games out because he's that good and keeps the Jets in those, you know, games. And the Jets are able to win seven, eight games because Zach Wilson is just, is that dynamic. He's, he's shown all the traits he showed in preseason, all the stuff he showed on his college film. That's best case scenario for the Jets. They keep him healthy for 17 games. Knock on wood, obviously. Zach Wilson's health is the most important thing. You got to leave the season with a healthy Zach Wilson. But ideally, Mike White doesn't play a snap. Ideally, Josh Johnson doesn't play a snap. Um, that's best case scenario. I would say, you know, I did my stat predictions, but, you know, if I was going to be unrealistic, I guess, in terms of best case, he goes 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, nine picks, four rushing touchdowns, and 70, you know, 71% completion percentage and just has this awesome season. And, you know, is a guy that you're like, holy crap, this dude is awesome. <laughs> like, the Jets are in a great spot. Worst case, um, you know, he has a similarish year to kind of rookie year that Sam had where he's shown flashes and, you know, he's had he's got good stretches and bad stretches and turns the ball over a bunch. And he's at like 3,000 yards and he's not he's not the guy necessarily, but you kind of believe there's something there, but you still have to wait another year to know if he's the guy. And you're kind of in that same cycle of we saw some, but we see enough. He's in the you know, 2,800 to 3,000 yard mark and he's thrown for a low yards per attempt and you turn the ball over. He's got 15 to 20 interceptions and it's like he's showing it, but some games looks awful and then other games looks fun. So that's worst case scenario, but I think it's going to be much closer to best case scenario. Um, I laid it for Zach Wilson. Again, the biggest thing with this room, wide zone, you know, runs outside zone, inside zone, getting Zach on the move, play action, waggle boot doing all those, you know, doing all those different concepts, some, you know, some zone read stuff where Zach can run the ball a little bit um, and being creative, just getting some easy looks, whether it's the Jameson Crowder over the middle, whether it's the, uh, some stuff to Tyler Croft in the tight end game, running back screens, the, all those types of things. And then he pushes the ball outside the numbers really, really well. And we've seen that already early to Corey Davis. We will see that with Elijah Moore. Uh, we will see that with Keelan Cole and Denzel Mims and the list goes on. So, quarterback's pretty straightforward uh it's the Jets just have to think if we can find out we have our guy which I think everyone looks at and sees so far um gotta do it on gotta do it on Sundays you know but that that's the uh that's the goal of quarterbacks let's get into running backs now running back one is interesting I actually think this is one of the more like tightly contested position groups in the roster it's a group that might have a lot of unknowns from a sense but is not um it's not a bad group, actually, in my opinion. So, you know, Tevin Coleman is listed as the starter. We'll see how long that lasts. I think Ty Johnson's really their RB1 right now. Carter, the RB2. Tevin Coleman is really, realistically, third most carries. And Piron is the you know, is RB4. Um, Ty Johnson's looked the most dynamic to me in camp, in practice, and also, um, you know, in uh, – you know, in preseason games, just hits that burst. It looks like he's the outside zone is a perfect scheme for him. He's got, you know, he's a four-four guy who, you know, is fresh. He's been in the league for a few years, but he's never really taken the brunt of carries. So, you know, he flashed a little bit in that, in that Las Vegas game last year, obviously. Um, a little bit in the New England game, too. So, he's a guy to keep your eye on. I think he's probably RB1 in terms of touches. Like I mentioned, maybe he gets around 100 to 150 carries. Um, you know, if he can get over 500 yards, That'd be that'd be good for this Jets offense. I see Michael Carter, who looks who looks good to me, um, is being a guy that gets probably between that eighty and one hundred carry mark, but has probably 
40 to 50, you know, touches out of the backfield. You know, you hope you can use them a ton in the pass game, screen game, quick game stuff, get some choice routes on linebackers, take advantage of his ability to catch the ball, um, you know, ability to make people miss. He's a shifty, you know, quick runner, strong, powerful. So I'm excited to see, you know, kind of the way he develops throughout the year. And if the Jets have have that, you know, duo, then you get some – you know, supplemental veteran reps from Tevin Coleman, who's obviously got burst and has been a really productive running back in this league, but, um, you know, does struggle to stay healthy. So that's why, you know, he knows the scheme and he was brought in the veteran in that room. Um, you know, maybe he's at the 60 to 80 carry mark. Um, and then you look at Michael Piran, he sticks on the roster over Josh Adams, who, you know, we back in the practice squad. Piran will be good in you know, some third down short yardage situations. He's a good pass blocker, good on special teams. Uh, doesn't provide much other in addition to that, but um, you know, for right now, you know, he'll be the RB four. Maybe he gets fifty, you know, fifty carries. Uh, I think the Jets will be running back by committee week by week. It'll be the hot hand, um, similar to what the 49ers, even the Falcons, other teams have done in the past. If you watch with the Shanahan offense, the Redskins, uh, who are you know, the Washington football team, obviously, but. Um, it's not going to be one back every single week. It's not going to be, um, you know, every, someone's getting 30 carries a game. It's going to be a lot of mixing and matching, different packages for different guys. So all four guys will play. Um, I think, again, primarily be Ty Johnson, RB1, Carter, RB2, um, if you want to lay it out that way. And then, you know, Coleman and Piran getting their split reps. Coleman probably gets one series a quarter. Maybe he'll start the game, get an opening series, and then you'll, you know, have Ty Johnson come on the field and, and vice versa. So, um, I'd look to see if they run some two back sets and pony personnel um, just to kind of shake things up because um, as we'll get into Travis West goes the fullback and he's actually looked, you know, decent in, in stuff in training camp, but obviously, um, you know, they needed to get some matchup advantages, you know, utilize not having the strength of tight end and they got some two back three receiver sets. So that's just something to keep an eye on um, moving into fullbacks and tight ends. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a tough group, to be honest with you. They, again, they moved Chris Hernan and got great value for him. You see the Vikings were desperate with the or Smith injury being after the year. And you know, Chris Hernan is a talented player and I'm sure, you know, he'll be able to you know, produce in Minnesota. I have no you know doubts that he'll be okay, but I would say it's, you know, this tight end group is not great. Um, there's a lot of very similar players. Tyler Croft's the, the best and most effective of the three. He'll be the starter. He'll get majority of the reps. Griffin and Daniel Brown get re-signed. Brown's being on special teams for the Jets. Griffin had a few moments uh, in 2019. Jaguars game, Cowboys game, that comes to mind. Um, you know, a few others, but I, I don't know how much they're going to run a lot of two tight end, 12 personnel stuff. I don't know how much they're going to run a lot of one tight end stuff in general. Maybe some. Now, Tyler Croft's a good blocker. He struggled to stay healthy. I know Joe Capros and Connor Rogers pointed that out on the Badlands pod yesterday. Um, but if you, and by the way, if you're not subscribed to that, please do so. Um, it's fantastic content. They'll get you everything, you know, up to speed. Connor, Joe, got some great guests. Kevin Clark interview, but from uh, from Monday. But yeah, tight end and fullback. West Coast looked decent. Um, he's going to miss on some blocks, but when he gets downhill, he he pops some people and he'll open up some holes in the run game. We saw that. Week one against the Giants in an outside zone play to the left side with Ty Johnson. Wesco got a hold of his blocker. Feeney actually got beat a little bit. You know, no surprise there. Um, you know, back and cleared somebody out and they got a big game. So watch out, you know, for that. Maybe running off the left side, some lead outside zone with with Ty Johnson on the left side of, a, you know, off of AVT. 
and Beckton and Wesco, you could really pop some people and open up some big holes. So tight end's going to be a lot of stuff used in the run game, similar to stuff we saw week, you know, week two of the preseason against Green Bay, some you know, slide routes out of tight end, a couple of seams and bender routes, nothing too crazy, some over stuff. I would say it's probably the weakest position, probably on the, uh, might be on the roster, frankly, uh, as tight end, you know, corner, obviously super young. So it's probably the weakest, but I would, I don't know, tight end, tight end's tough. Um, you know, running back, I feel pretty good about for the Jets going into the season. Like I said, I feel good about Johnson, feel good about, um, you know, Coleman, feel good about Michael Carter, uh, feel good about the quarterback group, especially, you know, Muslims Wilson don't feel great about the tight end group. So that's the position. I would not be surprised to see the Jets continue to toy with and add and see what they can do there. Um, you know, Kenny Ubo is high on the practice squad. He'll probably get some reps throughout the season, be called up on certain game days. Griffin's been hurt a lot in his career. Cross been hurt a lot. So those are those are two guys. Getting in the offensive line, offensive line-wise, um, the group struggled a lot during camp, but I don't think that's an indication of the way they'll play during the season. It's a new system, a new scheme. It's a these guys still have really they've maybe had two or three days together playing, if that throughout camp they, in the first couple of days they looked fine um pads come on avt pulls his peck so he's out then you know george Champ misses time with covid then we have Van rod missed a couple of days back has got the concussion they're, they're just they've had a lot of issues of staying all five guys in the field at once but i think week one carolina you'll see beckton elijah tucker mcgovern Van rod and then i still think morgan moses wins this job rich Shemini on the pod last week said that the jets really like fant and that he he potentially could win this job and this, you know, this could change any minute, to be honest with you, um, you know, from a, uh, you know, from a, like, you know, from a depth chart perspective, um, you know, but he, either way, the Jets would be in a solid spot. I think Moses provides a lot more in the run game um, than Fant does, but they're pretty even in the pass game. So let's see what they do. They could use, you know, Fant a lot as that swing tackle tight end, you know, tight end type because he's athletic enough to do so. Um, and replace, you know, a West or Croft on personnel packages. So either way, I think the offensive line finishes in the, that 15-18 range within the NFL. I I just don't think there's as much concern as there was um, kind of put out by a lot of people, um, you know, covering the team during camp, only because I think training camp, they put these guys in scenarios to make it as challenging as possible. Robert Tell has spoken about that a ton. And I, I'd be very shocked if um, they look the same week one. I think they'll take their growing pains, their lumps, just because they don't have enough chemistry together. Again, Elijah Ray Tucker, young guy, back to going into year two, he's had struggles during camp. Everyone's kind of well-documented that. I do think by the end of the year, this group will get kind of humming a little bit. Um, they're going to be really effective in the run game. I think if they can give Zach Wilson enough time, they'll be okay. And, you know, going into the 2022 season, they'll probably – you know, depending on how McGovern does, they could always upgrade at center. They'll upgrade at right guard. They could always upgrade at right tackle with, you know, Fan and Moses, depending upon, you know, how they perform. Both guys could walk after the year. So the left side will be kind of predetermined and the right side is going to have a lot to prove. Either way, I don't I don't feel unconfident or anything. There's no, I don't see a lot of concern um, with this group. I will say, again, it's going to take time to build chemistry. And I hope week one, you know, I hope when the lights come on, we've seen Mekhi Beckton play his best. The goal has to be, can we get that Mekhi back in every week? I think he's still learning how to practice effectively. I think he's still learning how to continue to grow and mature and all those types of things. Getting some stuff off the field, as Rich Mini reported. 
and frankly missed a lot of time in OTAs with the foot. So let's see how they, these guys develop. Again, I-5 is ranking the groups in the offensive strongest at receiver, which we'll get to in a second. It's by far the strongest group on this on this roster. I mean, on this, um, you know, on this offense. I just think O line and running backs both are very solid. The quarterback room obviously is very unproven. There's no NFL snaps in that group, and then tight end is to me by far the worst group. It just doesn't. There's not a lot of upside there. And outside of Croft, it's big, big time question marks. So, lastly, from an offensive perspective, wide receivers gonna be exciting. I, I think this is probably the best. This will end up being the best Jets wide receiver group in a very long time. Uh, 2015 was very top heavy. I think this group might not have a Brandon Marshall on it, but it certainly has, you know, I think Corey Davis could be Eric Decker or better. And I definitely think Elijah Moore, Cole, Mims, Crowder is significantly better than Quincy and Nunua and, and company. Um, I guess the biggest, biggest, you know, kind of best case scenario, Davis hits, you know, 11, 1200 yards, you know, shows why he was that top five pick, a $13 million a year receiver. He's looked every bit the part in preseason. But um, again, you, you got to, you know, see it on game days. And he's a guy that I think all fans should be excited for. The chemistry he's built with Zach is really impressive. I think the um, just ability to get the ball out and, uh, you know, get the ball out to him in the quick game, you know, medium depth, 10, 15, 20 yard digs, and then, you know, deep ball. We'll see all of those. A lot of over outs. Corey Davis is a great blocker. He's been really impressive in camp. So best case scenario for me, he's a 80 catch, 1,200 yard, six to eight touchdown receiver for the Jets. I think it's more likely than not that happens. You know, worst case, he, you know, he's just kind of what he's been, which is 60 to 65 catches, 890 yards, four to five touchdowns. And he's a solid wide receiver too um, and doesn't take that next step that we're all kind of hoping for. Elijah Moore to me is the X factor at this group. He makes this group go from being – a solid group to wow because if he pops the way he popped in camp the way he popped in OTAs the way he's been talked about by um you know Odell and LeBron and um you know every every guy you know everyone you look at if he pops to be that Justin Jefferson like rookie year which a lot of people are predicting all of a sudden this Jets group is really really good um you know best case for him I think he's probably in the 65 to 80 catch mark, a thousand yards, eight to nine touchdowns. Worst case, it's I guess kind of where I predict worst case he doesn't develop. He's kind of banged up all year. It's not really, you know, hitting the ground running. More likely than not, I kind of this article will be dropping Friday morning, but I think he's probably in the 45 to 55 catch mark, 800 to 900 yards, 78 touchdowns, but really pops all over the field. Dynamic big playmaker ability for Zach Wilson, the Jets offense. And you start to see why people are so high on him. Why people are so excited about the Jets' future? So you know, I think more is the X factor. Then you get guys like Jameson Crowder. Kind of know what we're getting with Jameson between fifty and seventy catches, four hundred to seven hundred yards, five to six touchdowns. There's a chance he's probably traded either before the season or by the deadline, just because he won't be here next year, likely. Um, and you know, you'd like to see more, and these guys kind of work their way into that position. Um, but I, I don't have a problem keeping uh, keeping talented guys on the roster to help Zach Wilson long term. So, you know, those are the, the three guys that I think will get the majority of the targets. Keelan Cole can play inside and outside. I think he's a guy that will be a really, really solid wide receiver number four. Um, you know, best case for him, he takes an extra step and gets that 40 catch, 45 catch mark. More likely than not, 25, 30 catches, 400 yards, you know, four touchdowns around there. 
Denzel Mims, another X factor of this group. But Denzel Mims looks like anything like what we saw, you know, against the Giants or what we saw majority of last year when he did play. This Jets group's now got three really, really good young receivers on top of Jameson Crowder, on top of Keenan Cole. This group's getting now, now the group looks really good, probably second to Buffalo in the division if you know they may develop that way. And you know, Mims best case gets the you know, by the middle of the season, he's the wide receiver two, wide receiver three, more like you know, whatever, more like the wide receiver three. And now they've got a more Mims and and Corey Davis combo playing every snap. And it's you're look, you're really excited about what's going on. Worst case, Mims has struggles the way he struggled in camp. He struggles to stay on the field. He's had a lot of injuries already. He's had the two hamstrings, he's had the concussion, he's had the hip pointer, hip flexor injury already in camp. So let's um, temper the expectations with Mims and be pleasantly surprised with whatever we get from him because he's going to start the season as wide receiver five and work his way up. And hopefully by, you know, by my first Miami game, he's wide receiver three. And we are really excited about three physical, quick, fast, big bodied receivers. And then Elijah Moore obviously comes in and there's a lot of dynamism there. You know, this is an X factor for the Jets receivers, you know, offense as a whole, because if they provide that depth, they provide that excitement, big playmaking ability that everyone's hoping for. This offense could be really exciting and get Zach Wilson to that, you know, high expectation mark. So those are those are some of the we just kind of went through those position groups those are some of the keys best case worst case scenario um you know for uh for the Jets going forward I think the Jets offense probably if they can finish in the top 20 in the NFL uh, I think that's the uh that's the goal I just I think that if they can give the fans something really exciting to be you know really excited to be really something to be really excited about apologize there I think that's the key. Zach Wilson's got to be show he's the guy. Offensive line develops young players, Mims, Moore, Carter, Vera Tucker, Becton. Those are the guys you want to see develop in addition to Wilson. And, you know, offense as a whole, I think, uh, I think we'll do, I think we'll do just fine. You know, speaking of, you know, we're going to get into a couple of bets here, but speaking of, you know, bets, the winning season returns at mybookie.ag. It's time to get in on the action. First players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boost, NFL locks of the season, and over $500,000 in contest prize live on site to make winning season your best ever with my bookie. With an historic 18-week schedule, offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable and that you won't find a, you know, find a better place to play than my bookie. I know you're going to be bet this season, so do the smart thing. Sign up with my bookie and use promo code TOJ to get your first ever deposit match dollar for dollar. That's an extra money credit to your account instantly for just using the promo code TOJ and making your first deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Speaking of, you know, bets, a few bets that I think uh, Jets fans should look into at my bookie, um, wherever you're, you know, wherever you can bet, um, in, you know, in your, in your neighborhood. I'd look at Zach Wilson. Um, Rookie of the year odds, quarterbacks traditionally always win it. And in addition to quarterbacks always winning it, obviously, Zach Wilson will be starting from day one. I think that's super important and crucial into, um, you know, having a quarterback, you know, win win the award. Um, I would say the Corey Davis yards total, I believe it was around 980 on my sports book. I bet the over there because I thought, you know, he's going to get over a thousand. Um, and then, and then Ty Johnson, if there's a rushing total, I think it probably will be in the four to 500 yard range. Joe Capra also mentioned this in Badlands. I would take the over there. I think Ty Johnson has a really nice, you know, really nice year. 
and I think he's probably their RB1 in terms of carries. So those are three bets that, uh, you know, I would look at next week um, or, late, you know, next week, Tuesday, Joe Caparosa, Alan Hahn, we'll go through all defensive preview, some more Zach Wilson talk, really get into some, you know, record predictions, keys to watch throughout the season. We've got you covered. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you're following me on Twitter. Um, you know, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, all those, all the things above. And, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys on, uh, on Tuesday.